Hello, listeners. Welcome back to the Crystal Conversations podcast. I have a very special guest. And if you don't know what the term chicken lister is, this is one of them. A chicken lister is someone that you admire and you watch and you learn from, but you're so terrified to open your mouth that when you finally do, Even if they tell you no, it's a relief, but I got a yes, which means you are about to be blessed tremendously because the pieces of this story for this woman is something that was impactful for me. And she came into my life through someone else I was watching and both of them are amazingly successful women. But not only that for me, they prioritize their family first. And so I am excited to introduce Miss Mardo to you. And she is going to tell you a little bit about herself and what she's been doing, what she's up to. And so, Marta, can you just tell the listeners one hello, but also who are you as a human? How would you describe yourself? Sure. And thank you. I never heard of the term um, chicken lister. And I love that because that's one of my, my big passions as well is just to encourage all of you to just go for the thing that you're afraid for, uh, to do and just ask the question that you're afraid to ask. And you might get a yes and you might get a no, but that muscle will have been stretched either way. And my name is Marta Sarai Greca. I have had my business for almost a decade actually over a decade now, we, we celebrated 10 years in June, but for the bulk of it, the majority of it, at least 80% of it, it was a struggle. It was an uphill battle. It was me doing all the things and feeling totally broke while doing it. And it took quite frankly, my commitment to minimalism and the method that I use now, and just something from God coming down and saying, this has to be easier. This, this can be better. Just go for it. And then it all just started to change. And I'm also a mother of six. I, I've got the sixth one brewing. He's already got a little personality that we connect with. And I have my company media, the creative agency. And I also teach you if you're listening and you are a female entrepreneur with an emerging business, the exact method of how I did it. So you can do it too. I love that. I love the minimalist method because I actually, after I left the military, I got sick for 10 years. And from being super self-sufficient, high performing, my body kicked the bucket and was just like, I'm done. I'm not doing anything. And it was a really sort of expectation breach, emotionally, mentally, physically. And I had to figure out how to minimize processes to become more effective with a very minute amount of energy and strength. And so when I hear your minimalist method, you apply it to actual environment, physical space, and then into the processes. Is that correct? Yeah. And in fact, uh, as Crystal knows, we uh, are moving into our manifestation dream board house on Monday and it was all God's work. And uh, so we need to stage our house for, for photos and to sell it, but we're like, we're minimalist. People are going (laughs) to look at these photos and go, are you homeless? So we're actually taking all the props from our studio right now and getting them ready for movers to come and pick them up and bring them to the house so that we could stage the house. So yeah, my entire environment even is minimalistic just to keep everything decluttered to be able to focus on what's truly important in life. Now, 
I've been wondering because you moved to this country as a young girl, correct? Yes. With your family? How was that? My, uh, my father and my mom. Yep. They moved us, my, myself and my siblings back in 1995. And that was not them being super affluent and just blessing you and coming to America. It was a very different situation, correct? Right. I don't, I really don't know what the heck they were thinking, but it worked out. And I know for a fact now looking back, just getting little hints of conversations with their own family, that their own families, like having phone calls behind their backs going, I'm really worried about them. I don't know what they're thinking. They're going to move to America with five kids and he only has a one-year contract. And then he got here and they said the job's no longer available. And he had to be like, the hell it's not. I'm here with five kids. I rented a house. It is available. And now I'm finding more out about the story and how there was actually so much more turmoil behind it for them. And they persevered. There was a lot of, uh, there's a, there was a lot of very difficult experiences in the process, but I, that's why I'm even more proud to have created the company that we've created to be able to provide the opportunities here in America as U.S. citizens to other U.S. citizens for employment and creativity. And then I'm able to use my company to support my my parents as well. Tenacity runs in the genes is what you're saying across, yes. across the bloodline. And not only do you have the siblings that came with you, but this is a story you're passing on to your six kids to say right. picking up is not an option. Right, right, exactly. What has it been like for your husband to step into that lineage and, and partner up with you because now he's a successful entrepreneur as well. Well, it's funny because I, I joke, the reason that my husband married me is simply for the fact that I was baptized by Pope John Paul II. Like he, the, everybody he meets, he's like, oh, you're Catholic? She was baptized by the Pope, are you? <laughs> and so I'm like, is that is that what you've got to say? So we laugh about it, but actually he's the one who encouraged me to, he was my, he's still, legally the partner in our in my business and he is the one who encouraged me to go for it and to go for media and um and we started the business together and along the lines he was like wait there's this other opportunity here and while he sought that opportunity i was able to build the business financially to support the family and Initially, he wasn't making an income whatsoever with the other venture, and now it's turned into a multi-million dollar land development venture, and we're still not out of the woods with it. It's still in building phases, but through that venture, we've been able to get this dream house. So it's just little hints and pieces throughout the journey of even when it gets tough, like, here's here you go. Here's this little dream come true. You know, keep going. And you see them as, as blessings, as gifts, as God showing up in ways. Like it's not you claiming all the victory. It's you saying, I see this opportunity. I will, I, I will walk through the door. It may feel scary or pressured, but I'm going to step through this door. Mm-hmm. And it is scary. And you have to also be able to recognize what your brain is doing. Because for example, the last when we bought the current home we have, we were so broke. My husband has just lost a huge contract that was a financial stability for us. We just had our fifth baby. My mom had cancer. We were living in my parents' basement and we bought this house and every single step of the way, it was like, how the heck are we gonna fix this now? How the heck are we gonna fix this? 
And actually a photo popped up in, in our memories yesterday of in the middle of all that, one of our neighbors stuck a sign in our front yard and it said something like, please respect your new neighbors and mow your lawn. And I just remember cracking up and going, if he would even see the inside, he, this would be the least of his concern. I can barely afford groceries, let alone a lawnmower. And to go from that situation to now easily stepping into this next level of home ownership that is all rolled into our business. Obviously the old stories from the experience of this current house are popping up and this anxiety is popping up. But because I have the mindset tools, I'm able to see, all right, brain, I know you think this is the same situation, but this is totally different now. So just chill out, right? This <laughs> happen. That's not going to happen. It's all good. And then uh, just move on. And sure enough, the current house that we purchased, we're coming out with 100% equity in it. The, the purchase, the amount that we purchased this for back then that was like astronomical to us, we're, we're going to be profiting that exact amount. So we doubled the value of our home that then we can apply next to this next project. And it's actually going to be used for another huge project in our land development company. So every step of the way was scary, but somehow it felt right. And we just kept going. And you mentioned having the mindset tools to deal with that sort of backlash. Like mm -hmm. oftentimes when we're in a defensive posture, an insecure posture, a place of open to taking the beatings by others, because not everybody is nice or encouraging or uplifting. <laughs> they right. step into somebody else's yard and don't mind their own business <laughs> and put right. up the sign when the reality is people are going to be like that no matter what like there's always right. people handing you a sign about your own life and they have right. no clue what's going on right but we have a choice to acknowledge the way we receive that information the way we respond to that information the actions or inaction we take was that something that came from your childhood because of the upbringing or was this something you had to sort of learn and keep picking up tools along the way? Um, I, I will say that m my parents are my favorite people in the world. They're my best friend, my biggest supporters, but um, they, and we grew up in a nonprofit organization. I joke that it was a cult because it kind of was, and they're still very involved in it, but it did teach a lot of things about love others, love others first and live in the present moment, Jesus forsaken. And while a lot of the mindset from that organization that I grew up in were actually very limiting beliefs, I, I'm able to take that and apply it. And I also, you know, in that situation, your ego, your human ego might go, I'm not knowing the fucking lawn, screw them. You know, they don't know me. They don't know my story. I'm going to let it grow longer just to piss them off. Yep. Why? Right. So I got into problem instead of staying in my drama and going, Oh, poor me. They don't understand me. I wonder who it was. And then trying to figure out who it was so I could get back at them. It was like, all right, let's problem solve this. I can't afford a lawnmower. <laughs> I don't have one. What can I do? And I, I, 
a family came to mind that their little, their sons, 12 and 13 had just started lawn mowing business. They came over 20 bucks, mowed the lawn. And that just got me through the next two weeks, right? Cause that's how long it would take for the lawn to get out of control again. And that's kind of how you, how you have to think about it too, is whenever a situation approaches you that you're like, how the heck am I going to get out of this? All right. You don't have to solve it forever, but like, what's the next, what's the little thing that you can do just yeah. Get through it for now. That's just take it day by day. I um, I've been thinking about it as you you're guiding us through a a challenge, getting rid of 406 items. Is that yeah? Is that the number. Yeah. I'm like funny. I know it's over. If you 400. know the number. I'm impressed because often I'm like, you know, I, I have awesome team members. I'm like, what's the number again? Four hundred and so we're getting rid of 406 items and it really is an intentional effort because when I look, one of the things, even though I streamlined processes because my body was weak, I created habits of clutter, habits of piles. If I just put it in a pile, it will be somewhere. Yeah. And so for me, I'm, I'm tearing down that habit of piles in my brain, in my physical space with this 406 um, item challenge. And it, it reminds me of this next right thing. For me, it's not about, because I'll get overwhelmed and say like, I got to just clean up the house. I got to make right. it nice. I have to get this new shelf so I can have somewhere for these things. And I'm like, no. No, stop, pause, because all of that emotion is coming up, just like looking at that sign. The next right thing for me is, okay, what's immediately beside me? I'm going to take at least one thing from there. And as I walk through, I'm going to grab one more thing. We haven't touched these or used these or look at these and they clearly don't have a home. They're out. <laughs> right. And and for, for me right now, I did have a moment of all right, we're still, we're minimalist, but we still have some stuff. Our kids, we don't try to force the minimalism on them because I'm always afraid, like, all right, am I going to screw up my kids like this or am I going to empower them? So I don't, you know, I don't force the minimalism. So they're not exactly minimalist. They've got stuff. Mm -hmm. And um, sometimes it's all over the rooms. So it's, it's even as a minimalist, you have that moment of like, all right, it's time to move. We have to move this entire house. And you just step back and you're like, okay, but not all at once. And you go, I'm just going to do the kitchen cabinets today. Okay, good. I'm just going to do the kitchen cupboard today. Okay, good. All right, now the bottom kitchen cabinet. So you just take it like piece by piece by piece. You don't have to do your entire home all at once. I, I appreciate the encouragement, especially with family members, because just because we choose to grow, we have encouraging family members. Maybe we have really close friends just because we choose to grow as a person doesn't mean everyone else is going to be on the same mindset journey or physical space journey or spiritual path or financial path, like whatever, yeah. whatever growth path you are fixated on in this season of your life. It doesn't mean that everyone else is just jumping on board and supporting. Yeah. Sometimes you have to create that boundary of they're allowed to be where they are. I can love them, but I'm doing something here. So you and your husband are minimalist journey mm -hmm. and they are watching it as an option to adopt or mm -hmm. adapt in their own way. I should say one of the most awesome things is my siblings and I, we all came from very, um, 
I don't know, I, I wouldn't say poor. We came from just a very financially struggling situation as immigrants. So we have all of these um, scarcity mindsets in our in our brains to work through. And so as I started to shift forward, you know, by buying this huge next house, that one of the reaction was like, why didn't you do that? You have such a beautiful home already. Why would you do that? Right. But now as you lovingly move forward and don't get defensive and try to convince them to understand you and try to convince them to think like you, I was able to last week take a, a half of the portion of my extended family on a luxury home right on the beach as a vacation, as a gift. I didn't ask anything in return. Of course, you know, they were really very loving. They cooked for me. They did a photo shoot for me. And, you know, they were super thankful. And then in that moment, my brother, who's also an entrepreneur, but he also works full-time for the military. So you know how the military can really ingrain some mindsets in you. He's like, you know, can we have a call next week? I would love to see, like, because I'm always telling you, like, I could believe in you and even... And even, um, you know, his wife, and I, I love them so much. She's like, you know, maybe we could do this, this. And then he could really step fully into entrepreneurial mode because he and her, they are so talented. But it is that that mindset from your childhood of scarcity yes. that keeps you from going for it. But, and I'm like, look, I'm not going to tell you to do, to, you know, to do that, but you know that my, my answer is go for it, do it. <laughs> that's what I did, you know, and I know it's not easy when you have a, a job that provides for your family. And, but that's, you know, that's what I like to encourage others to do. And you know yourself well enough to say, you know, I'm going to say yes. However, yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> you have to own your own steps yeah. that come with the yes. Like just right. because you say yes, or just because they pay you to get information doesn't mean that they're going to take the action required to get those results. And I should say also, there were times in my life that I was so broke, even as an adult, and they were in the situation that they were able to generously give to me. So I, I'm sure they remember this. They certainly don't hold it against me, but there was a time they were going to Italy and I really wanted to go and they could tell, but I was playing it cool. But there was no way I could buy a ticket. And them and my other sister, they pitched in, they bought me a ticket to Italy, never asked for anything in return. And, mm. and, and it turned out to be like a financial opportunity for me because I ended up to being able to do a video project for another family member there. And so that was just, I, I even like, um, I think I subconsciously remembered it, but I just remembered it. And it just is my way to, you know, pay them back. Not that I ever would have to, but, and she's so generous with my kids too. She um, homeschools them with me once a week and every week I'm like, Thank God. Because she's like, <laughs> thank doing you so much. <laughs> yes. She's doing science, history, and geography. And she's just a giver, right? And so many of you who are listening to this, you probably are. You're a Christian, right? And you are, uh, uh, you have a family and you're a giver, right? So you'll give, you'll help, you'll, you'll give all of yourself. And then when it comes to like taking things in, in a turn, maybe you have a hard time with it. I, um, it receiving is one of those hard battles that I feel like once you finally get comfortable with being a servant hearted, servant minded person uh, by choice or by fault, <laughs> um, the receiving end is a really difficult place. But what you're saying is, is really powerful because as you said, like you received 
that ticket with no strings attached and you bless them with this vacation with no strings attached, sometimes the seeds we plant, we don't recognize their power and the level of potency of the fruit that's coming from them. But what was being set was a mindset of just sort of spreading these seeds of love and generosity and, and having sort of open hands with what you do have. And that goes places. And so when we have the ability to not only receive, because we see how joyous it can be to receive, but also give with open hands and zero expectations, there's sort of this cycle of I, I just think it's like this beautiful growth cycle that you find other people who are just spreading seeds openly and receiving as it comes. And it's not, it's not a two-way street. Like there's so many people in this world, you're totally okay if that person isn't the one who repays you with the seeds right. you spread. Right, right. And I should also say, when I talk about my program, I talk about a lot of, you know, marketing and attracting your ideal clients and mindset and business structure and, you know, having more fun and freedom. But what ends up happening is that the members in my program are uncovering such deep rooted issues just through working through it. And perhaps they have additional support like therapists too, who, who can really help with that legitimate trauma that they've been through. And what they're uncovering is very deep events that occurred in their childhood that they received and it came at a huge price. I'm mm. talking life shattering price. And so now they've carried that memory into their adulthood and their business owners. And so they're struggling with raising their prices or asking for help or accepting generosity because it's been ingrained in them. Well, as a child, I did that and it was at a huge price. Yeah. So they're yeah. able to reveal that, that, that that's not no longer the truth for them. And that's what gives me like chills. That's what I love doing. That's when I receive those messages and I see those conversations and then by them speaking out about what happened, everybody in this private group is like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad you shared that. Here's what I found to be helpful. And that actually happened to me. And, and it's really deep work that's happening. And so th that's what you, if you're listening and, and maybe this is bringing something up for you of, okay, that sounds totally right. That might be the first step to your next level of success. I had no idea watching my husband and I, we've been to, married for 10 years now. And the patterns that have shifted from this is the way we grew up with mm -hmm. single moms, multiple marriages, um, just multiple siblings that are not fully biological, watching that pattern, getting married. And the first thing was like, divorce is not an option, but we didn't know how to do that because there was no one around us to show mm -hmm. how do you fight for your marriage? Mm -hmm. But then it was like, oh, our spending habits are a wreck. <laughs> Mm -hmm. because we had a scarcity mindset. So how do we control, how do we put ourselves in control rather than reacting to an inanimate object mm -hmm. and, and working through that? And then what is it like to invite people who are mentors, who are teachers, who hold us accountable? What does that look like? Mm 
And all of these things are sort of breaking these realizations, but it's, it's like painfully beautiful. Like it hurts so good. Yeah. But when you surround yourself with other people, like you said, you've created this community where you're teaching them things, but it is a, it is a mindset within your program, within your community that you've set up that says, there's nothing that you're going to encounter that you cannot find a creative way to work through right. and that you, you aren't equipped with the tools and the awareness to move past this in a healthy way. Right. Yeah. One of the favorite books that I like to recommend to clients and anybody is everything is figure outable by Marie Farlow. And, and it's, and, and then the, I remember the, whatever time I read that book that became the, the team mantra, like anytime they'd be like, Oh, what about this? Be like, remember, everything is figure outable. And so, what and a then, great word. <laughs> yes. And then um, it's funny because then over time, I just, you know, it fell off the wayside. I stopped saying it. And she's like, hey, you haven't said that in a while. So they started saying it. Everything is figure outable. So it, it, it's awesome. And it's interesting that you bring up marriage and the D word because uh, I love talking about that topic because there are so many instances out there in this women's self-empowering mission that we're on that sometimes is misconstrued as if you aren't going to like me the way that I am. And if you aren't going to support me a hundred percent, I'm out, I'm, I'm off to my hut, to my higher level. Right. And that might be the case in certain, Mm -hmm. in certain situations. But what I love to talk about is how the fact that because it was such a financially turbulent situation between my husband and I, and because we had so much going on, the rehab illnesses and stuff, the D word popped up often Mm -hmm. and it was very, uh, it was very toxic. And so through doing the work in my own business of setting boundaries and standards, it actually rippled into an effect into our family. And what used to be a very toxic relationship now is very empowering and we're lifting, you know, each other up We're encouraging each other. And I'm seeing that for my clients as well in my program, where as they're setting boundaries and standards for their business, their marriages are even better. Their family life is even fuller. And they're debunking the myth of when you go, when you make that investment and go for your success, you have to sacrifice something, which is absolutely not true. And they're the proof in the pudding. Is that the thing? Proof in the pudding? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Um, I'm so glad. Thank you for your vulnerability with that because. I agree where, as I said, we didn't know, we didn't have that model. And when I decided that I was allowed to take care of myself, that I was allowed to claim 30 minutes or an hour at the gym, or that, that what I had to produce was valuable. And I began stepping into that. Like it was sort of this, what's happening with mom, what's happening with wife. (laughs) And then It's like they came alongside and there was this level of unity and growth that we all became fuller as one family unit than we were trying to fight for our own space and understanding. And so really stepping into that, that's how I came up with the Gain Mental Miles program actually is when I started going to the gym, I was receiving the benefits. I was doing this, but I didn't notice what was happening around because I just needed to take care of me for a minute. 
Mm-hmm. And the one day I was slipping back into my old patterns. They had stuff going on. There was this pressuring in. The world was closing in with busy. And I said, you know what? I was planning on going to the gym. I'll hit cancel on my app and I'll go do this. And I remember walking out the door. My husband stopped in front of me and he turned around and he looked at me. He goes, no, you are going to the gym. That gives you mental miles so that you can do all of this stuff. Yeah. And it was like my heart filled with joy and he just yeah. defended my well-being. And it was like, he became this prince in, sh- in armor. And I was like, yeah. oh, I love you so much. <laughs> and so now we joke that the Gain Mental Miles program mm-hmm. is because of that moment in the garage that we were finally standing on this new level where it was okay to fight for one another's well-being and still be one on the same page and grow in a way that was so different. And so it can be messy to like set the boundaries, but the fruits produce Mm -hmm. something so much greater than you could ever see in that moment. Are you listening in because you found yourself ready to grow, heal, and own the value of your own journey? Go deeper with this month's digital download, bringing you points of reflection, great quotes, homework challenges, and additional mental mile markers you can use to enhance the value of stories shared by our featured guests and personalize this growth-minded resiliency content in areas that mean the most to you. Check out the podcast notes for the link to purchase at this great introductory rate. Now back to our show. I like that. Gain mental miles. That's really good. And um, a conversation recently came up with the kids. Something came up about, you know, illnesses and sicknesses. And um, and I said something like, well, you know, your mom, you know, that if something ever happened to you, that I, I've ever felt like you weren't getting the care that you needed, that I, that I, that I would ask questions that I would, that, that I would lovingly demand what you need. I would respectfully be very persistent about your care. And they're like, Oh yeah, no, we didn't know that about you, mom. And then they're, you know, they're like, and then my daughter, I don't know what had her asking this question. She said, have you always been this way? And it really opened up a conversation about bullying and the amount of bullying that occurred back when I was a teenager. And, and that it was, that was very emotionally, even physically, um, and mentally, uh, abusive relationships and bullying, unfortunately, And so I was able to share that with her of how now, instead of still thinking of myself as a victim about it, now I'm able to say, okay, well, I'm grateful those things occurred because now I'm even more adamant about others standing up for themselves and about teaching you guys to speak up for yourselves and and ask for for what you need. Listeners, I want you to, I resonate with that story as well. most folks in my adult life after I've been saved chasing Jesus for about 13 years, but pre that I was selfish and prideful and didn't care what anybody thought broken home attitude adjustment necessary. (laughs) And I was kind of my own person, but part of that was a product of this bullying, this judgment, not Mm -hmm. being enough, not being worthy enough, not getting the attention. And there was so much anger and frustration and unhealed wounds from this space that I didn't realize it was coming out in such a defensive way. Mm -hmm. 
And yet the bullying is what drove me to see the value of kindness to others, to see the, like, to dig into the unique aspects of someone's journey and say, why is it that you are where you are? What is it that makes you talented in this area? Seek this for comfort. Like, listen to this type, like what is it that's going on on the inside and in your environment that is creating the person that you are becoming and that you are right now? And it, it does feed us because I think her question is so powerful. Have you always been like this, mom? None of us have always been like this, mm-hmm. no matter where we find ourselves. No one listening to this, no one not listening to this has ever been just like this something along the line, multiple things along the way have built into a place where we are today. And from this point on, we have the ability to, as you've already said, look at what's going on, figure out what we're feeling and find a creative solution, find a creative outlet, find a healthy opportunity that is available and expect that it's available because then you're looking for it. Then you're finding it. We don't have to always be a certain way. Therefore, we're forced to be that way years to come. So I, her question was so powerful. I love that. And I was, I was surprised. I'm like, well, that's really deep thinking for a 12-year-old girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> like, way to go. Asking yeah. good questions already. Yeah. So I can only imagine... What, what sorts of questions do you get often? What are maybe the top two or three questions people ask you when it comes to how do you run multiple businesses with your family and have six kids now, um, sixth on the way? Mm-hmm. How do you do it? Right. What are some of those questions you receive? I think that is the main question. How do you do it? And then, you 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 know, even saying this out loud, you kind of feel... Um, a certain way about saying that people ask that to you, right? Because you still want to retain your, and be humble. Um, But the answer to that is I don't, I don't do it. (laughs) That's the thing is that, um, and again, looking back at the situation back when we were moving four years ago into our current home, now five years, I did it all, right? I did it all myself and I nearly killed myself doing it quite literally because of different um, health issues that occurred. But this time around, you know, I we have a team of cleaners coming to help. We have a team of movers. The, the team is here helping us to pack up, to move things to the house. They're gonna come tomorrow and help stage it and help photograph it. And then we have a painter and a handyman. And, and so very often, whenever you come from a certain upbringing, you think you're going to do it all yourself so you could save the money. Why spend this much on this? Why spend, why don't I just do it all myself? Then I can pocket the money. And then by doing that, you are actually keeping yourself from abundance and prosperity because you're focusing on all these little things that you don't really want to be doing just so you could save the money when you could ask for help and invest in that assistance and therefore then opening yourself up to focus on what your zone of genius is. And I can still have my sales calls and serve my clients and do everything that I need, be on podcasts to attract um, more opportunities. You're really tapping into 
what it is you were called to do rather than the the lies, the deception that we have to take on the world. And we don't have to take on the world because God created us unique in our giftings. And when we lock arms with people with different giftings than ourselves, we're really moving forward in unity with his entire creation rather than trying to sort of strong arm it ourselves. Right. We could do that in our household. How many of us, particularly women, do not ask our husbands or partners to do anything? Right. Because we think it'll just be easier to do it ourselves. Or when you ask him, he doesn't do it right. Or if you ask him, he'll have a reaction to it and he'll be annoyed and you just really don't want to deal with it. And again, it's not about nagging or demanding. It's about lovingly requesting what you need. And if you get that no first, just keep lovingly requesting what you need persistently till you are heard. And then over time, it becomes second nature that you get help. I don't know where we missed the boat when God said, ask. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, or the welcomes us. when Jesus goes on the boat with his, with his disciples and the disciples are like, wait a minute, Jesus, there's like a flock full of people on the beach wanting your help. What are you doing? He's like, it's time to rest. Mm-hmm. We're resting. And also Jesus having the disciples and how many of the disciples went out and spread his message for him and helped him and fed him, right? And procured connections with him and brought opportunities of healing to him. Take him as an example. He displayed a group effort. In the Bible did he, other than when he was on the cross, but that's what we focus on as Christians. We focus on Jesus died on the cross for us. So we must suffer for our sins. And it's like, you're missing the memo. He died on the cross for you. So you didn't have to. Yes. I, I so appreciate the, the team mentality. Um, it's, it's not modeled. It's, it's not often modeled by the majority, I will say. Um, but when you can find folks who are reaping the benefits of connecting with others, collaborating, identifying the unique genius, as you mentioned, it becomes such a beautiful picture of growth because this is not our permanent place, but we're called on mission to live and impact and, and serve while we're here. We're given tools and creativity and an intellect and resources and situations. Not all circumstances are good, but they're allowed so that we grow in and through them for whatever's coming next. We can't strengthen our muscles without a level of resistance. And that's, that's really what you've sort of shared from childhood until now. And I don't hear an I'm arrived type of statement. It's just, this is where we are now. Like there's still steps ahead. Oh yeah. And also think of it for you. I think of my life when I, we had, we had our firstborn son, he's 14. Now we were living in my parents' basement. This was a separate time. We've lived in their basement a couple of times in our lives, but this time it wasn't because we were rehabbing a house. It was because we had our first baby and I was still in college and my husband was still in a band and he was still learning how to be a good husband and father. And we weren't married yet. And I, we, we were broke. And to think of that situation 
could I ever have imagined that 15 years later, we would have built what we have built? So can you imagine where our life will be in 15 years if we keep going? And I don't even think your vision board would have had it on there. (laughs) The board would have just been like, I don't know, own a car that doesn't break down every other month, right? And, And so to think of man, in this month, I bought my dream car, which is a minivan. We're (laughs) moving into our dream house. I took one of my dream vacations that I meant to do in in a long time. And then, and and in doing that, then the mindset of scarcity would go, oh, now you really got to watch it. You really got to watch it now because you like, you've really got a lot. You got to, you know, you've got to tighten the purse strings. You've got to, and it's like, no, we're going to keep growing. This is proof. We've made these moves. This is proof that we're going to keep going and going and going and going. And I would love for you listeners to just remember that, that you can't even imagine what he has in store for you in even six months to a year. It could all change. I was, uh, I was just praying and just crying with gratitude of over the verse in Ephesians 3, where it says like he can do more than we ask, think, or imagine. And he's just breaking off the shell of whatever limitations my brain has, has thought of. Which often is the internal enemy and often it is spiritual warfare because that's, that's a thing. Yes. It just, it, it is such a beautiful thing that we don't have to limit what we dream about because our God is not limited by his creative capacity. And it's not that we're all going to be affluent and, and, and looking some imaginary way in our head, but there's a level of peace and fulfillment and rhythm of life on this earth that we are serving in alignment with the way that we've been created, that we are owning the value that has him keep us here on this earth. And, and I appreciate your minimalist method because it really pairs down to what's important. What are you trying to achieve in the time of your day, the energy that you have, the experiences and the impact that you leave, you're paring it down to what's important essentially. And that's, I appreciate that about your journey. Sure. Is there any wise words, anything that you would like to leave our listeners with as our time is now stretched as much as I would love to soak this in. Sure. I guess I'd say that it all starts with you deciding what you want your life to be and to be humble about the steps on the way. It's not going to be the next day that you get what you want. In our case, the current house we're moving into for over a year, it was supposed to be, we move in next month we move in next month. And then there was many times where it was like, I don't think it's happening anymore. And in that moment, when we didn't feel like it was happening anymore, being in full trust of, well, he must have something better in store for us then. And so just to keep that mindset of have your goals, go for them, but don't shame yourself or guilt yourself or have an attitude of you're too good for the things that come along the way until you get there because you Mm. have this vision have that positive attitude of whatever comes into your world feel into it and if it's an alignment go for it and it could be a stepping stone towards your big vision and don't 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 get disheartened if it doesn't happen how you want or when you want Uh, there was many years I had a financial goal that I wasn't hitting and it's like 
okay, I guess, I guess it's next year and it's going to feel even more awesome. And look, I'm doing great things at this financial goal anyways. So just, uh, have the goals, but also be grateful for the journey that you're in. All the amens, all the yeses. All the amens. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) I, uh, I am grateful for this opportunity to sit with you and, and share, share your wisdom, share little small pieces of your story, knowing that no matter where we are, there's always things behind the scenes that we're going through day-to-day life. None of us are exempt from brushing our teeth, taking a shower, finding something to wear. Some of us just make it a little more simple <laughs> than others. And, and I thank you for that. How can my listeners find you? How can they follow you? How can they be blessed by you as I have? Sure. The main place where I'd love for you to go is my Facebook community. It is the Minimalist Method for Prosperous Female Entrepreneurs. It is where we give an exclusive view every week to the pre-recording of my own podcast, Mart of the Minimalist. So you're getting an exclusive training in there by experts in um, my industry. And uh, we often have, uh, you can actually pop in there and ask me any marketing, business, family balance advice, just pop in there, just ask it in the community and I'll answer it. And then you're also going to get a plethora of other positive minded female entrepreneurs where you're going to be there to cheer you on. The community is free. Just ask to join the minimalist method for prosperous female entrepreneurs. Fantastic. And it's already speaking life into, into the folks that join because you're there for a reason. Um, so thank you so much, everyone. I know that um, you have gained so much. Please go back and re-listen, take some notes, find some of those mindset tools that we have covered in these stories and, and use it or ask a question, reach out and ask, what do you mean by this? How did you make this shift? What, where can I start? We want to see you succeed. We want to cheer you on. And I just thank you, Marta. Thank you for joining this crystal conversation. It has been a blessing to me and all who listen. Sure.